Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Good morning. It is Monday, August 18th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by 24 7 Sports National College Football writer Brandon Marcello. Brandon, it's great to have you on today's episode. We're going to talk about a schedule release. The SEC's schedule finally, 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 finally came out Monday evening at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. We've got a lot to digest. I bet you're excited about it, aren't you? Yeah, dude. It was like, <clears throat> it's almost like Christmas morning. Actually, it was my birthday. So it's like the perfect birthday present. I just hope they don't uh, take it away from me again, like the Pac 12 and the Big 10 did. Um, but uh, I, I, this, I feel much more confident the SEC is going to be able to play some sort of schedule than I do those other conferences. So I, I, you know, it's really hard to like take a 10 week schedule. And drill it down into a ten-minute podcast, and, and and make sure like we're not going to run through every week. I don't want to do that. Like I think the talking points are, we already knew it, it's going to be really tough for the first-year head coaches, right? Like Missouri, right. Alabama, Week One, Arkansas versus Georgia, Mississippi State, Mike Leach's Mississippi State Bulldogs at LSU, and then you've got Lane Kiffin starting things off against Florida. Week one kind of has an interesting game, too, as far as you've got Auburn versus Kentucky. I think week four is the best slate. Brandon, you oh, talked yeah. about that yeah. in, in your um, in your projected order of finish Monday morning. Like we got Bama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Mississippi State AM. Other than that, like and other than like maybe who like, who got some luck here or who's gonna be, you know, having a tough tough road uh, like I like what what else what, what takeaways do you have well I like the fact that the SEC well number one first off we all kind of joked in our slack chat yesterday it certainly seems like they put the seven bottom teams against the seven top teams in week one and that shows me that more than anything if they have to cancel the first week of the season it's a wash to them they don't really care um, so they schedule those type of games but week two to me shows, hey, we're, we're preparing to play football. We're going to play football. This is the date we got to start, October 3rd. And I say that because there's already some big games there. You've got Auburn going to Georgia, going to Georgia, playing Georgia, by the way, in that deep South Solis rivalry for the first time outside the month of November since 1936. And they're playing that big game in week two. That's humongous. It's huge. Um, and to me, that shows that the SEC is going, this is kind of, this is our drop dead date to start the season. It's October 3rd to get some meaningful games in. And obviously you have Texas A&M going to Alabama at Texas A&M, Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. Those are your top tier teams that everybody's expecting to kind of contend in their respective divisions. So to me, that was the big takeaway when this schedule was released. I saw week one and I went, oh. They're scheduling that so they can cancel it and not make up games if they have to. Week two, 
that's when they feel like they have to start the schedule and potentially they could move some things around with their bye weeks if they have to. But um, yeah, I mean, when you look at the schedule, it is what it is. We already knew what the, who the opponents were going to be. I think Florida's schedule got tougher to them, to me, that actually bumped them down in the SEC East. I had them winning the East, but now I have them going second because they have to go to Texas A&M this year. And I think that could potentially be an upset early in the season in week three. But overall, I, I just love the schedule. And, and not to go too deep in the weeds, but... I do it. <laughs> l- listen, I, I think this is what the schedule should look like from now on in the future. We should have 10 conference games in the SEC and the ACC from now on. And potentially, to me, I'll take it a step further. I know everybody goes, well, well, 10 games and then you play two non-conference games. No, here's what I say. I say you play 10, you play 11 games total. Go back to 11 like we used to do back in, you know, back late. I guess we stopped doing it back in the 90s. Go back to 11 games, do 10 conference games, just one non-conference game or whatever. And let's expand the playoff. Let's do that. More money, more entertainment value, better games. I'm here for it. Yeah, and that's uh, it is fun looking at an SEC schedule or any conference in general, and and knowing that like it's it's going to be for the most part week after week of of goodness, rather than kicking things off in oh, week yeah. one and being jacked up about that, and then saying, well, I'll tune back into Auburn in week four. Brandon, when you were doing the projected order of finish, which is live on 24-7 Sports' website right now, the the updated projected order of finish, you asked two questions. You said, which team do you think could surprise with the new schedule? Which team do you think is going to have a really tough time? The, the answers for tough time, across the board, it seemed like Arkansas was the right fit there. Like I, I don't yeah. think that needs to be examined too much. The Razorbacks, I mean, gosh, Georgia in week one. They've got Florida also from the cross-divisional. Obvious, of course, they play SEC East uh, competition. It's it's the hardest schedule in the SEC. It's the hardest schedule in the country. And, and of course, they don't get to play themselves, which there's really <laughs> and, and they don't even get they don't even get Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt, yeah. The two the two candidates to go zero and ten this year, Vanderbilt and Arkansas. But Arkansas, I mean, listen, I, I think you would probably if you were setting odds, you would put them in favor of going zero and ten this year, which would make them the first SEC team to have a winless season since the 1990s. Would you would you be expecting any sort of grumblings from Sam Pittman and the fellows oh, down yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, I I would expect that. In fact, I think Hunter Yurichek, the uh, athletics director at Arkansas, has already kind of grumbled about it. He was grumbling right. about it in the media uh, uh, even earlier, just talking about, well, they're going to make the schedule they make or whatever. But I think the SEC more or less just showed you, listen, if your teams have been bad recently, we're not going to reward you for being bad. So get better, bro. Uh, <laughs> that's just that's just the way they're going about it. They rewarded the teams that have done well, and they've set a path for them to potentially reach the playoff once again or win the SEC. I mean, look at, look at LSU, for example. Our bud Elliott made a really great point here when he was ranking the schedule strengths. They dodge three of the four best teams from the SEC East, and they get the six worst-rated teams in the SEC. They were obviously rewarded for what they did last season. And I, I think kind of – I mean, people say that's unfair. You should you should help the teams that are on the lower end so that maybe balance it out and have more parity in the league. But that's just not really the way the world works. And I, I think that uh, what you saw is very clear. The SEC said, hey – 
we're setting this up so our best teams have the best opportunity to be contending for a title at the end of the season. And you teams that have been struggling, well, stop struggling and start beating these teams on your schedule like these other teams at the top of the league are. A lot of our riders mentioned Kentucky as the team that could surprise with the new schedule. Yeah. We already knew that the Wildcats' cross-divisional draw included Auburn, included Alabama. But, look, they miss LSU. They miss Texas A&M. Why, did, why do you think Mark Stoops' team could be well-positioned here? Well, listen, Mark Stoops is... I hate to say it because it's so obvious. He's so underrated as a coach. He's a guy that if Ohio State ever came open, he'd be a home run higher there. Uh, but having said that, he's going to get them to a bowl game again this year if we play a full season, have a bowl season. But what really helps them this year is, is the actual schedule dates for them, in my opinion. They open the season by going to Auburn, and they're going to an Auburn team that has to reload on defense. They have to find a new starting running back. They have to find four new starters along the offensive line, and that's their opening game for Auburn, and it's not going to be in front of 80,000 fans. We all know that. So Kentucky's got a chance to go in there with a roster that I believe returns like 76% of their experience and production from last season, which is in the top 30 nationally. I think Kentucky's got a shot to go in there and pull that early season upset, and if they do that, that sets up well going all the way up until the midpoint of the season because after that, they get Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, both very winnable games. Then they go to Tennessee, and that game, October 17th and Week 14 to me, is where we're going to see whether Kentucky can be that third team in the East or Tennessee will raise up and be that third team in the East behind Florida and Georgia. But Kentucky – their opportunity to strike is immediately out of the gate, and I love how that schedule sets up for them. Yeah, I was trying to swerve from the rest of the crew and not put Kentucky as my team here. Other options were Tennessee, which is what Josh Pate said. Bud Elliott said yeah. LSU. I actually went with Auburn, and you just made me feel worse about it. And, and you know Auburn better than anyone. but I actually dropped them in my uh, projected order. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I still have them second, and I just like the fact that they get Georgia in week two. Like Georgia's breaking in a new quarterback, one of the one of the new like they've got a few ones to choose from. Breaking in a new offensive coordinator, I understand Auburn has to do the same thing with Chad Morris, but there's a level of familiarity there that I think will be okay. So I don't I don't know. Like if I'm Auburn, I already knew I was playing Georgia. Obviously, I'd rather play them in week two than than week nine. So that's kind of my my method to that yeah. madness there and. You know, Alabama's your your one losable game or your one maybe obvious loss. And that's well, but that's the tale as old as time. And I, I think, you know, Auburn getting Alabama in week nine and AM in week ten. I don't know. If they get through Georgia it, in week two, it, they could be cruising. It no, you know, it helps them a little bit, but here's what here's what I'll say. And I know that capacity at these crowds are gonna be different, but Auburn hasn't won in Athens since two thousand five. And that game was 31-30. <laughs> they, don't, they don't win in Athens. They never have. Um, add that to this. Auburn puts so much into the Iron Bowl. That is a game they prepare for year-round. They are scouting. They are preparing. They're putting extra practice time into their schedules to get ready for Alabama. And the schedule works out like this. If we play a full season, they play Alabama Thanksgiving weekend, which that's typical. But then they have to play. That's not the season finale. 
They, they don't go, here's all of our energy for Alabama, then we get to rest for the bowl game. No, they have to turn right around the very next week and play Texas A&M, an Aggies team that might be in the thick of things in the top half of the SEC West. And to me, that right there, in addition to, to the game against Georgia being one so early in the season and two it being at Athens, boy, I, I don't like the way things set up for Auburn in the first two weeks of the season and the last two weeks of the season. The College Football Daily will be right back. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm assuming you've got this schedule in front of you, right? The the fun little graphic-oriented SEC tweet. Do you have that? Oh, I've got my helmet schedule, man. Okay, good. All right, so let's like let's end with this. Let's take the, our four contenders, really our four contenders, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Who do you want to throw in there from the West? Either LSU or A&M? Uh, I, for right now, I'm going to say uh, LSU. or a, It might be A&M, but I'm going to say LSU. All right, I agree. So let's start with Alabama. Like let's, let's not go game by game, but when you look at the schedule, Brandon – do you see front loaded or do you see back loaded? And I think back, they're back loaded. back loaded. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. In November, LSU, Kentucky, Auburn. And then of course you get to end the year with Arkansas. Like what's even the point of the Arkansas game on 12, 12, five. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what uh, is that? We're going to play. You, you made a great point. We're going to play the iron bowl and, and then Bama's going to play Arkansas. Well, that's the thing. Alabama gets to have a kind of a breath of relaxation. Meanwhile, Auburn's, which just went just went to Alabama has to host a really good Texas A&M team. I think Bama obviously uh, hosting Texas A&M and Georgia are huge in the first half of the season, but both games are at home, and I just don't see them losing either of those games. I'm actually more concerned. Just look at the schedule and call me crazy, but going to Tennessee the week after playing Georgia in a heavy weight battle. Going to Tennessee, man, and doing so without a bye week beforehand, I don't know about that. The lucky for them, they get they get LSU at LSU after a bye week. But to me, this, the games that are dangerous to me for Alabama, uh, Georgia, at Tennessee, and at LSU. Great point about the Tennessee game. Great point, yeah. And I, I backloaded is the right answer, but – AM in week two, Georgia week four, Tennessee in week five. There's enough in the early beginning of it to kind of make it maybe an uncomfortable watch for, for Alabama fans to start. All right, Florida. Florida looks hmm. I don't like their schedule, man. You do? I don't. Oh, you don't. That looks no. like you got Ole Miss in week one, tricky. Like AM in week three, LSU week four. Then you get Mizzou in a bye week. So you kind of have a double bye before Georgia, which is still set to be in Jacksonville. You take two weeks off with Arkansas and Florida or Arkansas and Vanderbilt, then Kentucky and Tennessee. So you've got like enough at the back end that you can't really relax. You've got enough at the front end that you can't really relax. And I think Lane Kiffin's going to come out with some weird stuff in that first game. Oh, certainly. So that's a tough schedule for Florida. 
it's very tough. And here's my thing. There's a potential here that they'll go into the final four weeks of the season completely out of the SEC East race. And this was a team I thought was going to win the East. But now, with the way the schedule sets up, they could be completely out of the race with four games to go in the schedule. And I say that because of this. These are back-to-back games in the first four weeks of the season. At AM, which is what they picked up in the cross-divisional games, they have to go to AM. Then they host LSU. That's tough. And, of course, they've got Georgia. And Georgia's kind of that, I mean, obviously, if they don't beat Georgia, which is November 7th, right before the end of the season with the four games in the season, they don't beat Georgia and they lose one of those two games at A&M or against LSU, which I think they could lose both of those in addition to the Georgia game, they'll, they'll be out of the East race. Hmm. All right, Georgia. This is, I think, front-loaded. When I look at Georgia, you've got – I mean, if yeah. you beat Florida on the 7th, you can take the last month of the season off. Missouri, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. So, oh, man, just get through get through Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, stretch, open stretch, That's, Florida. That that might be one of the toughest stretches, really, in the conference. And obviously, we, you know, that's not counting Arkansas stretches by sure. any stretch of the imagination, but considering that Georgia is one of these teams that you would reward because of what they've done in the past, they've got a stretch there for four weeks where they're playing tough, tough teams, not just the elite teams like Alabama and Auburn, but Tennessee and going to Kentucky all in a row, four straight weeks for the first five games of the season. That's, that's a tough road to hoe, man. Absolutely. And then finally, as we wrap up our look at the contenders schedule, LSU, you got Florida in the first month, but I'm, and then, you know, Auburn on Halloween, I'm going backloaded just because you've got Alabama and A&M in the last month of the season. And you get to start the year with Mississippi state yeah. and Vanderbilt and Missouri, but it's kind of like, kind of like Georgia's where there's just enough in each part of this part of the schedule to not really be able to make a clear answer. They catch some teams at good times, too. And I, I know Mississippi State, we all project to be kind of in the bottom half of the league, but I think they might upset one or two teams just because of that offense. But Mississippi State's not going to beat LSU in week one at LSU with a new offense in the air raid in their first year. It's just not going to happen. Then they get Vanderbilt. Then they get to warm up more with Mizzou. And then they go to Florida for their tough their first tough game. Then you got Carolina. And then you go to Auburn, as you said, on Halloween. If they navigate that first half of the schedule, um, they'll they'll be contending with Alabama when they go to Alabama November 14th. And I think the winner of that game will will probably end up winning the uh, SEC West. Honestly, LSU's schedule harkens back to the normal days where you get an opener that looks good on TV. Like, we're going to watch LSU versus, Miss, versus Mike Leach. And then you've got essentially two weeks off before conference play starts uh, against Florida uh, in those Vanderbilt and Missouri games. So... All right, Brandon Marcello, good stuff. Thanks for doing this with me. Um, it's It's been fun to talk schedules and talk football. Can't wait till we play the full season. Yeah, fingers crossed. Maybe we'll just speak it into existence. Anyway, we'll talk to everybody again on the College Football Daily on Wednesday. should be a busy week. Who knows what's going to happen in the college football world. Leave us a five-star rating if you're so inclined. Leave us a review if there's something that you think we should be talking about that we're not. Thanks to our producer, Tony Levitt, for putting this thing together. My name is Trey Scott. Talk to y'all next time.
Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.